and welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, I just want to say once again, 2020 will be an outstanding year. We will see signs and wonders and miracles and things, major things did happen at the end of this month and it continues for, as I said earlier, um, the Holy Spirit had asked me to interrupt um, the um, series that I have been doing on how to divorce proof your marriage with a new a new series of the five wise versions. So, uh, in obedience to this transition, I will um, reveal the word that God has made for me to give to the people of God and the people of this world about the five wise versions. So. Let's go ahead and um, once again, this is 2020, year 2020, and um, 5,780, the year of the Jewish calendar. So, here we go. The five wise versions. Why is the Holy Spirit wanting this word about the five wise versions to come out now. So let's talk about the five wise versions and what exactly are we talking about here? Um, Jesus gave a parable about the five wise versions and the five foolish versions. And basically, it talked about that they were, 10 versions were waiting for the their husband the or for the wedding feast right they were waiting for um to be in the presence of the lord at the wedding feast and there was a lot it was a weddings in um are very joyous occasions days and days and days of celebration um when you um have a wedding feast. And so there were 10 versions and they all had lamps full of oil. And you the the lamp had to be full of oil for when the bridegroom came because in the way the Jewish custom was back in ancient times, the bridegroom um, basically came in the middle of the night. The bride had to be ready. And he came with his his uh, groomsmen, and they came to get the bride and take her back to the home that he had prepared for her in his father's house. He built, um, usually they would build an extension onto the family home or something like that. And while during that year of Waiting because they were betrothed, and back in ancient times, when you were betrothed, engaged, that was you were considered married, and you would actually have to go through. If 
to break the the engagement, it was you had to go through actually like getting a divorce because everyone saw you as married, and the year was to help the bride to prepare and also to make sure that she was pure and that you know nothing had happened during the uh, engagement period, and also it gave the groom time to prepare his home for his new bride so the custom has always been in the middle of the night around midnight so the bride doesn't know when but she must be prepared for her bridegroom and so the five there were five wise virgins and there were five foolish virgins right so what exactly happened was is that it the bridegroom tarried. They were expecting the bridegroom and they, they got their lamps and and you had to have your lamps lit to um for the entourage for the celebration. So you had to have lamp that was lit, so you had to have it full of oil. So as they waited and waited and waited and waited for the bridegroom to come to get his bride, um, the virgins, all ten virgins, fell asleep. That's right. It wasn't just the foolish virgins that fell asleep, but the five wise virgins also fell asleep. And upon falling asleep, their lamp was burning the oil. However, the five wise virgins, when the when the trumpet blew and they knew the groomsmen were coming, they they awoke because they knew it was time to prepare for the wedding feast, right? And so they jumped up, and the five wise virgins brought extra oil to put in their oil lamps, so they were able. To be prepared to go when the, when the groomsman who, who was on his way and the five foolish virgins who also had lamp, their oil was running out. And so they asked the five wise virgins to please give them some of their extra oil. And the five wise virgins said, no, if we give you our extra oil, we may not have enough. Go, go and buy some more oil. So the five foolish virgins went to purchase oil for their lamps. And in the process of them going out to purchase oil for their lamps, the bridegroom came the, the procession begun, the five wise virgins lit their lamps in the dark, and they went into the gate and into the palace for the wedding supper. And the gates were shut. And then the five foolish virgins ran up to the gate and bammed on the gate saying, let us in, let us in to the wedding feast. We have oil for our lamps. But it was too late. It was too late. And the five foolish 
versions were unable to attend the wedding feast. So, the Holy Spirit had moved upon me to sound the alarm for, to the people of God, sound the, sound the alarm to the people of the world that the bridegroom is coming and that we need to be prepared and have our lamp, oil lamps filled. So, some people think of this in the natural of, you know, having plenty of supplies in your home and um, uh, have, a, you know, all this um, security and have a, a shelter built with all sorts of things in it. But what the thing that God has put on my heart is that we, especially the people of God, the church, we should be about our Father's business as far as evangelizing and discipling the new believers that are going to be coming into the body of Christ. We are going to see a massive harvest of believers, billions and billions of people are going to come to know Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior. And the people of God who have been sitting in the pews for many, many, many years are going to have to get out of the pews and get into the field and be about our Father's business. So, why, why, what is happening? So I look at what's happened with the coronavirus and how even the churches were somewhat shut down, right? And you could not go, to, well, you couldn't go to your church in mass and masses until they had got a handle on the virus. And of course, Daddy Guy Yuhei Vahe could have easily made it possible for his bride to continue having services in the church. But just like every, every sector of the world, every sector of the United States of America, the sports sector, the banking sector, Wall Street, the, um, the re religious sector, every sector, the media, to the, I love going to the movie theater and I have not been to a movie theater in months, right? So there's nothing that has not been untouched by this plague, economic impact, even our um, election is being impacted by this virus. Our jobs and all sorts of things are happening. Our family life. So this virus had a major impact. And the thing that the Holy Spirit brought to my attention was when Jesus died, buried, and rose again, and came and met with his people for 40 days, for 40 days after his death, he, there was people sat supper with Jesus, talked with Jesus, he felt he prepared his disciples for the massive work that they were going to be doing for the kingdom and the massive amount of persecution that was coming. So he told them 
to go into Jerusalem and wait until the helper, which is the Holy Spirit, comes. And so that was 10 days later was the Feast of Pentecost, where the Holy Spirit re-entered into the world again since the death of his only begotten son and Jesus had taken his place to sit at the right hand of the father where he intercedes for us to this very day so so Jesus the Holy Spirit came people were filled with the second inpouring of the Holy Spirit and with the ability to speak in tongues which are languages heavenly languages um um, languages of, of all over the world People who don't normally speak Certain foreign languages can Speak these languages when they Sometimes go into what we call Speaking in tongues which is a divine um, Download From God So God then told People to Go out and um, Witness To the world about his son, Christ Jesus. However, nobody wanted to leave Jerusalem. Everybody enjoyed fellowshipping and being and being close to Jerusalem, close to the capital of Israel, right? So what happened? People wouldn't, wouldn't move. They didn't obey. So guess what happened? Persecution came. God permitted it. He didn't cause it, but he permitted it because Satan has never stopped his agenda. He hates mankind with a passion and therefore he comes to steal, kill and destroy. So basically everyone was dispersed when the persecution began and now people went off out all, all, all over the world teaching and preaching about Yahshua HaMashiach, Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior, and how he had completed his assignment and that he basically died for every human being's sin. He died for every human being on planet Earth, everyone that was born in the past, everyone that was in the present, and everyone in the future. His blood was shed for every. One. And if you accept his free gift of what? Salvation, then you will be saved and you need to disciple because Jesus came and he took the penalty of sin, right? Which is death. And he took the, the, um, presence of sin away because it's immediately when we are raptured up it's immediately taken out of our presence right um, but what he did not take away was our ability to res resist and not um, practice sin that is something that we as members of the body of Christ, we have to choose not to practice sin. 
So the penalty, he took the penalty of sin away with his death on Calvary, Golgotha, and he took away the presence of sin. When we were raptured up, the presence of sin will be moved from us as far as the east is from the west. But the practice of sin is something he left us to, to make decisions every day to choose to, to walk in the fullness and the life of his word and be obedient to his holy word and receive life or to disobey and receive death. Right? Sin is fleshly. It is carnal. But all things that are carnal are not sin. So what do I mean by that, Dr. Davis? I mean that carnality means that you look at the things of the physical realm. You believe in what you see. You believe in what you hear. You believe in what you can touch and see and feel and taste. You you believe in your physical senses, and physical senses are good. But there is another realm, another realm, the spiritual realm, where you also have senses, but there's spiritual senses, the, the sense of sight in the spirit realm, the sense of smell in the spirit realm, the sense of taste in the spirit realm, the sense of hearing in the spirit realm. And we need to walk by not sight, but by faith. We, that's what we need to be. So we are now have to come to this juncture in our, our walk with the Lord where we have to deal with the practice of sin and we must not walk in carnality, which we can, we cannot walk by sight. We have to walk by faith. And so we need to understand to be wise, to be counted as one of the wise versions that we need to be in the word of God. We must be diligent about obedience to God's word, not in the sense of being legalistic, but in the sense of being having a passionate relationship with Christ Jesus, a passionate relationship with the Father, and a passionate relationship with the Holy Spirit, where you love God so much that all you want to do is provide or to Bring him joy. Bring the Lord pleasure. Bring the Lord glory. How do you bring the Lord glory? By fulfilling your destiny, by being about your father's business. So let's get back to the five wise virgins. So what made those virgins wise? Because they fell asleep just like the five foolish virgins. But what made them wise were two things. They had had provision and they were had enough wisdom to have extra, extra oil. And the other thing that made them wise was that they made the right choice, the right decision of not giving their oil away to those who were not prepared. Because if they gave their oil away, then they too would have missed the opportunity to go into the the wedding feast with the, the supper of the Lamb, right? So, so two things made them extremely wise. So, Dr. Davis, Dr. Davis, 
how does this actually relate to me today? Well, we need to be wise. We need to fill our vessel, which is our human vessel, with the Word of God. We need to we need to read the Word. We need to meditate on the Word. We need to walk in the Word. It's not enough just to know the Word. You have to be a doer of the Word, right? You 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 know about tithing, but you need to. Be a tither. It's, it's more than just knowing the word, okay? So the wise versions were filled with the, the Holy Spirit. They were filled with the word of God and they were in anticipation of the coming of the bridegroom. Yes, they were tired and weary, just like the five foolish versions. But they realized that they needed to be prepared, so they brought extra oil. So we, too, need to bring extra oil. Jesus says it so clearly in his word, my people perish for lack of knowledge. That's right. People perish for lack of what? Knowledge. And in order to to be a success in the sense of a success in the in the kingdom, the kingdom of God, you need to be obedient to God's word. You need to be aware of the Lord God Holy Spirit and the unction of the Holy Spirit and you need to follow the unction of the Holy Spirit because you need to also ask for wisdom every day I ask for wisdom every day I ask for insight and understanding and knowledge I ask for the Spirit of the Lord and the quick understanding and the fear of the Lord every day I do that my um, Godfather, he is diligent about reading the Word of God. He memorizes chapters, whole chapters of the Word of God. And um, I have, have not arrived on that level yet, but he is filling up his lamp. He is making sure that his lamp is full of oil and you fill your lamp with by filling it up by reading the word for yourself not for others but you're reading the word to find out where God is saying to you about your personal relationship with him and then you meditate on that word and then when God gives you a revelation a revelation about his word then you are to walk in that revelation right so we need to fill our lamps with the word of God. We also need to walk in love. And at a time where there's so much envy and anger and strife and hatred, you must, you must operate in love. You, I was explaining to um, my um um students and and to my colleagues that you cannot fight 
fire with fire. A lot of people say you have to fight fire with fire. No, you fight fire with water, right? You fight fire with opposite. You cannot overcome hate with hatred. You overcome hate with love. So you have to walk in wisdom and you have to deal with an evil spirit with the opposite spirit. So when dealing with evil, you must fight evil with good. When dealing with hatred, you must fight hatred with love. This is why Martin Luther King's um, was such a success because he had followed in the footsteps of Gandhi and others that to way to overcome the racial divide that we have in this country is not by spewing out hate for one another, but speaking love over one another, including our enemies. We are to love our enemies. We are to love our family and friends. Yes, that is what we're to do if we want to be a success in the kingdom of God. So you fight the spirit with the opposite spirit. And the trump card for all things is the agape love of God. You cannot, you cannot out-checkmate God. You cannot overpower God because God is love, right? It's the agape love, which is a, a pure love, like almost like the love of a mother has for her child, where you want the best for your child. And sometimes that love can be a tough love, right? So we need to be a wise version and fill our lamp with what? With the word and with love. The love of God. The love of God for each other. There is only one race. God only created one race. The human race. Okay, and God likes diversity. God likes those those different hues in mankind. But we are only we are the human race, and there's only one race as far as Daddy God Yuhevahe is concerned. So as we move forward to this very critical time in our history in the world, a critical time in the history of America. We must be about our father's business and, and not so much, um, building up, um, shelters and, and ammunition and food. And no, we need to be filling ourselves up with the word of God. We need to be meditating on the word of God. We need to be asking the Holy Spirit to strip out our hearts, anything that is not of him and make sure that we love 
love, love everyone. And that is going to be one of the first stages of having our lamps filled to the brim. But we too must have extra. We must too be prepared for the long haul. We must be prepared and be about our Father's business. The most important thing that we need to be doing with our last breath is reaching out to the unsaved and showing them the love of God. There was a couple of opportunities that the body of Christ, Christ Jesus, the church, missed. It missed two very, two very, um, tough time in the history of America, in the recent history of America. They missed it. They missed it on when there was the AIDS epidemic, when we should have been reaching out to the men and women who were dying of AIDS instead of shunning them. And we missed it in the, and when we endorsed slavery, when we with one hand was giving them an eidactic, eidactic Bible, they'd taken out certain portions of the Bible. With one hand, they were the missionaries, but with the other hand, they were castrating cutting off men and women's um, feet for because they were running. They were runners. They didn't want to be slaves. I mean, there was horrific things done in the name of the church, not in the name of Christ Jesus. And so most recently, the Lord God shared with me, he says, my people must have forgotten how much I abhorred racism and God hates, he hates sin of any kind, and he hates the sin of racism, just like he hates the killing of the unborn. He hates, he hates it, right? But he hates racism, and the Holy Spirit reminded me of this, and that was the time when Moses, who, by the way, had a Black wife, right? She was black. She was not Jewish. And Marion, Moses' sister, and Aaron, Moses' brother, were talking about Moses and talking about his black wife. And God listened to them. God over heard them and God told Moses to get Miriam and Aaron and meet him at the front door of the temple. The significance was this. You normally entered into the church and you went through three layers before you got to the Holy of Holies, but God would not even permit Aaron or Miriam or Moses to even enter into the sanctuary. He met them at the door. And basically he told Miriam and he told Aaron, how dare they talk about his anointed and appointed man of God and his wife. And that 
if they were so, so interested in color, he says, I got something for you. I'm paraphrasing it. And basically it was, you want to be white? I'm going to make you really white. And he made Miriam a leper. And in her culture, leprosy was basically a death sentence. And Miriam and G, and guess what? Moses cried out for his, for his sister. And he begged the Lord to take the leprosy away from Miriam. But God said if she spat in her father's face, she would at least have be put out of the camp. She would at least be put out of the, the gate in the city for seven days. So she will have leprosy for seven days. That's how much God, our daddy God, Uavahe, hates racism. He, Moses, interceded for his sister and after the seventh day, the leprosy receded. She was, she did the usual sacrifices before the priest and she was saved, but she never got to enter into the promised land. Neither did Aaron and neither did Moses. Right? So, I want to close this broadcast with Romans 10, 9. If you believe with your heart and profess with your mouth that Christ Jesus died, was buried, rose again, and now sits at the right hand of the Father, and you profess it with the mouth that you believe and you accept him as your Lord and Savior, you are saved. Thank you for once again listening to me on Enter the Glory Zone 94.1 FM Wave 94 Your glory God is what our hearts long for to be